friends. Welcome to the Unblocked Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Smarrow. Thank you all for tuning in today. I am just so grateful for all you listeners and for those of you who reach out and leave a comment or review and to those of you who submitted questions for the Ask Me Anything podcast and for those of you who listen silently. I honor all of you wherever you're at and however we interact, and I trust that what is is exactly as it is intended to be. So, so grateful for all of you. Uh, And remember, you can still get the replay of the Find Yourself webinar uh, while I'm just in the business of checking in with y'all and providing some updates. I want to make sure that you all are aware of the free webinar that I did, that the recording, the replay is available for you, the four C's to find yourself. I just feel very passionately about helping people come home to themselves. And in that 30 minute webinar, I packed a lot in there. So I will put the link in the show notes so you can go get the copy of that and the replay if you have not done that yet. Um, And actually one of the things I talk about in that webinar, the Finding Yourself webinar, is that one way to access yourself is through your body and through your emotions. And that actually ties into the topic today, to feel more to live more. So let's dig into this. Last month, I attended a coaching conference and the theme was feel harder. So let's talk a little about what does it even mean to feel harder? What is that all about? And when I heard um, the title or the theme of that those few days, I it made me think about when friends or clients start crying or they're resisting emotions or they're holding back tears and apologizing for it, what I will often say is cry harder. (laughs) Go grab the Kleenex box or I'll hand them one if we're in person and I will say cry harder. And what I mean by that is I mean go all in. I go all the way into the feeling. Cry harder. Allow more. Don't hide. Don't resist. Allow it fully. And one of the speakers at the conference last month described feeling harder like this. She said, I want to know what feelings like excitement, for example, I want to know what excitement feels like in my thigh, in my eyebrow, in my pinky toe. Like you can hear the depth of commitment and intimacy and fullness of experiencing the feeling. And when we don't feel fully, when we hide, when we restrict, we limit. Like, and here's like, not just the emotion, like not just the uncomfortable emotion. That's not the only thing that we restrict and limit. We actually limit and restrict our lives. Like I think about this, like a master control volume, it brings everything down. Like if you are turning down the volume on uncomfortable emotions, if you're like, no, thank you. I'd like to opt out of that. It's like turning the volume down on everything. So if you're feeling kind of blah in your life, like kind of meh, everything's like, meh, you're not like, I can't really access much joy or bliss. And you're just kind of going through the motions. Everything just feels sort of half lived. I mean, I know, I know I was at that point in my life at one point. I remember saying those words to one of my best friends. Like, I feel like I'm living a half lived life and like everything's sort of black and white. And if you are experiencing that, check in and see where you have the volume turned down. Like maybe you have it turned down on things like boredom or anger or embarrassment or rejection or vulnerability. Like notice where you're like, no, these are the things I would like to opt out of. So I've turned that volume down. And here's what I want to offer up is that 
as like an experiment. See what happens when you turn the volume up on even one of those. Like imagine you allowed yourself to feel embarrassment. Like feel it a little harder, a little fuller, a little deeper, a little more intimately. See what happens when you explore what embarrassment feels like in your tummy, in your forehead, in your elbow. When you turn the volume up on allowing the emotion of embarrassment, for example, you will also turn the volume up on feelings or emotions that you desire to feel. And listen, I'm, I said, how many times do you guys hear me say this on here? Don't take my word for it. Go test this out. Pay attention and see what happens when you allow yourself to experience the vibration of sadness, hurt, rejection, humiliation. Notice where it is in your body. Don't rush it. Don't push it away. Just observe it. Notice the location in your body. Where do I feel this in my body? That's a great question to ask yourself to drop in to find and locate the emotion. Notice where it is. What's the sensation? Is it moving? Is it slow? Is it fast? Is it still? Is it stuck? Like what's the texture? Just witness it as it does its thing. The vibration of a feeling, whether it's humiliation or whatever the worst feeling is you could possibly think of feeling, whatever it is, it will run its course. If we do nothing to interfere with an emotion, your body knows, your body has the wisdom. The emotion knows how to run its course if we don't interfere, just allow it. And when you commit to doing that more often, pay attention to how you feel all of your emotions, richer, more vibrant, more intense, deeper, and more potent. So as I just covered, one benefit of allowing ourselves to feel more of the uncomfortable emotions is that it allows us to feel more of the feel-good emotions. Another benefit is emotional strength. When we allow ourselves to experience feelings, we strengthen the emotional muscle that helps us do several things like understand what an emotion actually is. As I kind of was describing before, it's a series of sensations and of vibrations in our body. It is not a cognitive experience in our head. (laughs) It helps us differentiate between emotions or feelings, like ones that are sort of similar, like, um, anger versus rage or joy versus bliss or frustration versus annoyance. You start to feel the nuanced differences. You increase your emotional intelligence and awareness. And as we develop our emotional strength, we learn what causes our emotions and just hint it's an internal source of uh, the impetus is internal, right? It's a thought that we have about what's happening in the world around us. And as we develop our emotional strength, we increase our awareness of what is causing our emotions. We also become able to tune into our bodies with ease, regardless of the emotion. So as you develop this emotional strength, you're like, okay, whether it's joy, frustration, fear, doubt, abandon, whatever it is, you're like, oh, I know how to do this. I'm so, it's the path, like the neural pathway of being able to go into my body and allow that emotion is a well-worn pathway. It becomes a lot easier. You do it with greater ease, regardless of the emotion. And we stop using, and actually I just want to say about that, like when we become able to tune into our bodies with ease, regardless of emotion, think about how that expands the spectrum and the fullness of your experience. When it becomes so much easier to feel all of them, 
that is going to change the experience of your life. And again, a lot of times when we talk about feeling feelings, people think the hardest feelings to feel are the uncomfortable ones. And you all know, if you're being honest with yourself, sometimes the hardest feelings to feel are love, um, intimacy, trust, confidence, right? Safety, security. But when you learn to be to just go into your body and access these feelings, you're going to increase your capability and capacity to feel all of them, the uncomfortable ones and the ones that we really desire to actually feel. Also, when we develop our emotional strength, we stop using emotions against ourselves and others. <laughs> and we're able to seek truth, understanding that like when we're not afraid of emotions, we're when we're willing to feel them, we're willing to go in and understand what the emotion is trying to communicate or teach us rather than buffering, numbing, and avoiding through overwork, TV, scrolling, social media, gossip, or whatever. And I have to say that is a huge benefit and probably deserves its own episode, actually. Like all of the negative consequences of not feeling our feelings. Like there are the behavioral negative consequences like over drinking and misuse of drugs, but also there are like the trauma consequences emotionally and physiologically, the consequences of storing unfelt emotions in our bodies. And actually, as I'm sharing this with you guys, like I, I think I need to find a guest who's a more of an expert than I on that particular topic. So if you are listening to this episode and that is you, reach out to me. Let's do an episode for all the people on the consequences of unfelt emotions. But for the purposes of today, suffice it to say that emotional strength helps us feel our feelings and it has value so that we can learn from it and not experience the negative consequences of the unfelt emotions. And lastly, on the whole topic of emotional Strength, I will just say that as we build it, it again, it allows us to feel the full spectrum of the human, human experience. And when we do that, we feel more alive. So let's, let's put this into practice a little bit. I want you to take a moment and reflect on the two questions I'm about to ask you. So feel free to pause and write this down or make note of this for later. But if you can do this right now, do it along with me. Pause, listen, pause again. So here are the two questions. First question, which emotions are you most afraid of? Which emotions are you most afraid of? And second question, which emotions are you least skilled at feeling? So maybe you're most afraid of feeling rejection or humiliation. And maybe the emotions you're least skilled at feeling are things like trust, certainty, or love, as I was kind of alluding to earlier. So what would life be like if you got good at feeling what you were most afraid of? So take a moment and really think about this. If you were okay with feeling rejection or humiliation, right? Or whatever, whatever the feeling was that you identified for question one, what feeling are you most afraid of feeling? If you were okay with feeling that, name one thing. There might be many, but just for the purpose of this exercise, name one thing you would do that you haven't done because of fear, because of fearing that emotion. Like maybe the one thing is um, not, you would, maybe you would go on a dating app, <laughs> right? Maybe that's that one thing that you haven't done because you're afraid of feeling rejected or humiliated. Maybe you would tell your family that you want to leave your corporate law job and become a performer traveling performer with the circus. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you would apply for that TED talk you always wanted to do or write that book that you've been meaning to write. 
Like, what is one thing that you desire to do, but you haven't done it because you don't want to feel the emotion you think you'd experience if you did it? Like, this is what gets robbed of us when we aren't willing to feel feelings. We miss out on life. We miss out on our calling, on our contributions. We miss out on ourselves when we are not willing to feel a vibration in our body. Okay, now let's talk about your answer to the second question. What emotion are you least skilled at feeling? And not so long ago, my answer to that question was trust. So I'll give you an example. In one of my own coaching sessions, my coach invited me to get out of my head. So again, we are all on this journey together, my friends. So I had to be reminded when when we're in it, we can't always see it. So this is why we having a coach is so valuable because I know all this stuff and sometimes I'm knocking it out and then sometimes I get stuck and I'm so grateful for people like my coach uh, who helps me see things when and navigate the things that I can't when I'm in it. So she invited me to get out of my head and out of the stories I was telling myself, the cognitive cerebral experience I was having around trust. And because I had all these stories about what trust was and what I needed to feel trust. And she asked me to think about something or someone I do trust. And at first I was like, I have no trust, the universe, you know, but that's not true, right? Like you guys, I've even talked about it on here. Like, I don't have a problem trusting that people are going to be honorable to me. I have no problem trusting people in my relationships, right? So that was easy for me to access. So she, she asked me to like conjure that up, recall a time that, or a place in your life where you are in trust. And I was like, okay. So I called that up and then she invited me to drop into my body and I found it. I found the vibration of trust. And you guys, honestly, I had this like aha moment and I realized I do know the feeling of trust. I do know how to trust. I am capable of trust. I'm capable of having the experience of the vibration that is trust. I just haven't been paying attention to what trust really is, right? Like I was thinking about trust up in my head, but what trust really is, is a vibration in my body. So now I look for the times when I feel that vibration. I check in with my body. When I feel out of trust, I can go into my body and see like, okay, where is that actual experience of trust, the vibration of trust in my body? And so maybe the emotion you're least skilled at is like the feeling of competence or abundance or certainty or safety, whatever it is. Remember, it doesn't mean that you're not capable of feeling those feelings. And honestly, it doesn't even mean that you're not already feeling those feelings. It doesn't mean that that vibration isn't happening somewhere in your body. It just might mean that you're not allowing your mind to be aware of it. So check in. Think of a time when you did feel confident or abundant or certain or safe. Recall that time. Tune into the memory then drop into your body and notice where do you where do you feel the sensation and observe and witness that sensation do it now pause or come back to this do what i'm asking you to do here because then you'll notice like that is you feeling the feeling that is you experiencing the feeling that you think that you are least skilled at congratulations <laughs> Give yourself the gift of going back. And if you are listening to this in the car and you cannot pause and do this, give yourself the gift of going back and doing this part. Okay. Another benefit of feeling more is getting to have the life you want. Like it's getting to pursue your goals and your dreams. Uncomfortable emotions or discomfort is the currency of your dreams. And the bigger the dream or goal, the bigger the feels. The feels. There's my diphthong showing. <laughs> the bigger the feels. 
So something one of the speakers said at the conference last month was show up enough to expose your flaws and limitations instead of just guessing at them and avoiding them ahead of time. You guys, like what? That was like a full stop moment for me. Imagine that. Listen to this again. She said, show up enough to expose. I feel like that part needs to be in neon light. Show up enough to expose your flaws and limitations instead of guessing at them and avoiding them ahead of time. Holy cats. So imagine that. What if you didn't try to hide your flaws, but you willingly showed them like, oh, excuse me, there's that flaw hanging out again. (laughs) There's that flaw showing like, because then you, then you know where the edge is, you know, where like you can go up to the point and like identify your limitation, your true limitation rather than your perceived limitation ahead of time. And when I heard her say that, this is like the imagery or the metaphor, the example that came up in my mind when she said that sentence, I thought of like, think about this. Imagine going on a hike, like you want to go on this hike. There's going to be, there's an incredible vista from a summit. And like, you've wanted to do this hike your whole life and you, you've been training for it. You're ready for it. You get to the trailhead and somebody says, Hey, there's a bridge out somewhere on the trail. And it's, we just found out, but we don't know where it's at. Like we don't, it could be at mile one. It could be at mile 20. So we're not actually sure if the bridge is out before the summit or on the other side of the summit. So we don't really know if you can get there or not. Okay. And so some people are going to hear that news and they're going to be like, okay, never mind. JK going home. Like if there isn't a guarantee that I can achieve what I want to achieve, I'm not even going to try. And then some people are going to say, totally worth it. Like I'm all the way in. I will put in the effort, time and energy until I run into the bridge that's gone. Like I'm going to try an effort at this until I prove to myself that I cannot get to where I want to get to. Like if we think of these two examples, the former guarantees that you will not get what you want. The latter at least gives you a chance. So show up enough to find the limitation instead of just guessing at them ahead of time freaking genius. (laughs) If you are willing to see your flaws and limitations, and then let's, let's turn the volume up and take it a step further. And if you were willing to let other people see your flaws and limitations, what would you be doing that you're not? A year or so ago, I was at a live event for a coach I do some contract work with, and one of her students was given an award and was asked to share the thought that supported her in achieving that goal. And her answer was, I'm willing to let people watch me fail. Like, right, somebody, some of you are like, oh my God, that's like the worst thing. You're like, I don't want to fail ever. And if I do, I want to do it in secret, like in secrecy behind closed doors, right? Certainly don't want to have an audience to my failure, but right. What she said, she's like, the thing that allowed me to get where I am today is that I am willing to let people watch me fail. And that means she is willing to experience the feeling associated with that. Again, is that humiliation, inadequacy, right? Whatever that is, she was willing to feel that. So let's talk a little bit about the how, how do you increase your ability to feel all the feelings? The answer is quite unsophisticated, actually. The answer is feel more feelings more often. Because here's the thing. If you don't have a lot of feelings, your life just might not be big enough, right? Like if you're not feeling a lot of feelings, like you might think about that. If you think about a, a spectrum, you're like, I might be only using up two inches of the spectrum of my full life that's like 15 feet long. 
Okay. So the how really is, I, I mapped it out earlier where I told you, like drop into your body, notice the emotion. And listen, you guys, I have a whole worksheet on this. And if you need some support, I will send you the worksheet. Also, like this is what I do in coaching. So you could sign up for coaching, but I will for free send you the worksheet on feeling your feelings. And here's what I want to offer up. Feeling feelings isn't as painful, daunting, and exhausting as you might think. Because honestly, what you think of as a feeling might actually be suffering, right? That, there's a difference between suffering and then the actual feeling that's up for you. And a lot of times people who, like they think that a feeling is really uncomfortable, it's really the experience of them resisting the feeling or reacting to the feeling. And all of that is very different from the actual vibration of that feeling. So start exploring all the corners of you See what it's like to be you having the experience of something that you're doing. And it might be easier to try that at first with feelings that you would identify as feel-good feelings, feelings that you actually want to feel. Start there. Practice this, the muscle. Exercise the muscle of feeling feelings with feelings that you don't really want to avoid. Um, I'll share with you an exercise that I gave the participants of my Ishki group, the I'm so happy to know you group, to help them access more of their embodied experience. And this exercise is a five-parter. So as you have an experience, and this might be an everyday experience, it might be something special, just check in with the following five things. One is, what do you notice in your five senses? So one step is to check in with your five senses, touch, taste, smell, hear, see. And then another piece is what thoughts do you notice yourself having? And then a third component here is what feelings are coming up for you? And the fourth step is like what urges or desires do you notice? And then the final step is what parts of yourself are you accessing that you don't always have access to? And now an example I gave them from my own life to just illustrate this practice is um, I was dancing in the kitchen. I love to dance. Um, and so the, if I go through this exercise for you, let me map this out. The, in my five senses, like I was feeling my feet on the floor. I was feeling the motion of my body. I could hear the melody of the music. I could see my arms out in front flailing about. And I had thoughts like, I love dancing. Everyone should do this. My, and also my husband should dance more with me in the kitchen. <laughs> and the feelings were alive, playful, connected, fun. And the urge or desires that were coming up for me were to be more social, to call someone, to have a girl's night. And what I noticed that I had access to inside of that experience was the playful, lighthearted part of me that I don't always have access to when I'm like busy adulting in my life and I'm doing my daily tasks and the, the duties of parenting and lifing and businessing and all of that. And so this is a small but powerful exercise to get you feeling more so that there is more living in your life. Because another benefit of feeling more is that you're going to have more experiences. If you are willing to feel scared and nervous and still take that overseas flight, you're going to experience that European vacation you've been putting off. If you're willing to feel nervous, embarrassed, and rejected, you're going to reach out to that person that you see every day at the coffee shop and ask them to if they want to have their coffee with you. If you're willing to feel your, your own discomfort when your spouse is angry, 
you'd be willing to tell them that you're going to invest money in that college course that you've always wanted to take. And now listen, I get it. This stuff isn't the easy stuff. It's, it's not easy, but it's worth it. And honestly, you're not really going to know that until you try it. You're not going to know that it's worth it until you try it. But the good news is you don't have to try it alone. I got you. Like this is exactly the work I do with my clients inside of my one-on-one coaching program. We work on the skill of feeling emotions. We come up with a plan that will support you in going out in the world and practicing the art of feeling those feelings. And then we process what comes up for you after you've gone out in the world and done that. And we explore what you're making it mean and whether that that story is serving you. And then we try again. (laughs) We keep going until you get where you want to be. So if you want that in your life, please go to jessicasmorrow.com and set up a consultation to see about working with me. And remember, if you love what you're hearing on this podcast, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. Doing so helps ensure that others will receive the value of these conversations. Until next time, my friends, stay open, stay free.